0: Hello and welcome to the latest podcast from Walls Fancast. Uh, Ryan Hooper here and uh, we're recording this um, just, just I guess, an hour or so after the game against Sheffield United where, um, unfortunately, um, we came across by a last-minute goal. We'll go into the details regarding the game and we'll also look ahead um, to our next game against Everton. Uh, joining me to... I'm gonna say get through this because I guess there's more fans you're probably be feeling it. Um but let's let's call it therapy. Um is um let's go alphabetical order. We've got Jordan. Jordan, how you doing?
1: Shit, mate, how about you? Yeah, probably the same.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That'll probably be the theme of it tonight, but we'll make the best of it as, as we <laughs> can. And uh, and also Stu's joining us. Stu, how are you, mate?
2: I'm just glad I'm not sitting on a couch for two hours after watching that. <laughs> Yeah. To be honest, well, it was, yeah, it's
0: that, that, that's um, I suppose, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's silver linings all over the place. That's all we can hope for, minute.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll 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 go in we'll go into detail in terms of uh, as much as we can because uh, everyone listening will will have seen the game potentially, so they'll they'll kind of know how it went. So, we'll we'll cover it as best we can because we're here to put podcasts out and um. You know, we're, we're really grateful for, for your support and listening to us. So we'll go on to the, the game. But I'll just take you back, gents, to around um, about five o'clock uh, this evening, uh, which was an hour before the game against Sheffield United. Um, we didn't know potentially what Nuno would do in regards to team selection. I know there was a lot of talk pre-game about Pedence. And maybe the, the special measure, measures, even they were going to to potentially see him involved. I know Nuno hinted at that. What were, I guess there's two points to this. Were you surprised? And what were your thoughts about the one change being uh, Jota coming back in for Dendonka? Um Jordan, do you want to start with your thoughts on the team initially as you saw it when it was announced today?
1: Yeah, well, I was on the um, <clears throat> I was on the the Arsenal podcast on Saturday as well, and I said that. I think he got it wrong there in the fact of, I think we should have played 3-4-3 against Arsenal. And also said that the game for 3-5-2 was probably today. Um, but having lost to Arsenal, we've had to play 3-4-3 and be a bit more expansive. And yeah, I mean, that it was at, all that, arguably that's our best 11 really anyway. So I was quite happy with it pre-game. And I think first half, we huffed and we puffed a little bit. So I couldn't really moan about that. Except after what's happened after that first half where, myself and probably a lot of Wolves fans have got issues with um, so yeah I was happy with the team selection I'm really shocked that Pedence didn't even get a minute um, I don't know what he's got to do to get a game but yeah we'll talk about Nuno in a bit
0: No absolutely and, and Stu, for yourself thoughts on, on the team initially as, as it was announced
2: Well like Jordan said that's our best uh, starting eleven. it has been for nearly two years and you're looking, you think, okay, it's our best formation, our best lineup. What can possibly go wrong? And then he just didn't let him play. And he just had the shackles on him for the whole game. You think, well, what's the point? <laughs> the very problem playing like that from the start, you've got no way to change it up other than just keeping it solid afterwards, um, which is what's worked for us in the first three games against, admittedly, shit teams. Um, and even then, we didn't create chances. So I think, well, OK, this has got to be a way of actually doing something in the first half for a change rather than being bottom of the first half league. So, but well, I said in the, I know we're not supposed to mention the group chat, but I said nil-nil before kickoff, as it was blatantly obvious, because we just don't, we've got no creativity whatsoever. But if it's not from Troy or Ray, it's it's a joke now. And I, I said four minutes for Pedence before the team lineup came up came out. And I'm not even surprised that he didn't feature whatsoever. Because why would he play? He ain't played already. Campana hasn't featured. Vinagre hasn't played since the restart or been anywhere close. He's been on the bench, just freshened something up. Well, It's like we've got five, we can make five subs, but we don't, we don't barely made three anyway. It's just a, it was sadly inevitable in a way. Not the, the, the losing in the last minute, obviously, but to not create a single to, what was it Two ch- two shots on goal, maybe, on target. I just don't see anything out of it whatsoever. And that was with our best team.
0: I, I think this is it. And I, and I think to to that point, you know, we, with the selection, the way I saw it was, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Dendonka, for example. But, uh, you know, you can't really argue that that is our, our best eleven. But it was a case, and I think Shia made a good point there, of... Playing your cards up front, you know, in terms of this is a team and this is what we've got. So you think, well, potentially, you know, it would have, we would have seen perhaps a different first half performance to the ones that, that we've seen so far. But we'll, we'll talk about the first half, if, if we can. Um, a game of few chances, as, as Stu's referred to there. Um, really not much in the, the first half. I think one thing I, as I was making notes was Traore. Um, looks as if he's still struggling in terms of his shoulder, but didn't really affect him as, as a game overall. Um, and then the only other real point within the game, which is probably worth a discussion um, at best, was, um, I mean, actually, well, I want to get both your views on Jota, actually, because Jota was fouled by um, O'Connell in the game as well. Was the book in the right decision for that one, which ended up with a Neves free kick?
2: Yeah, I think he was. there was more than enough cover because um, you had you had one just behind him and one to the side. So I, it never even crossed my mind that, that that would be a red until you just you mentioned it just. Um, but, yeah, I mean, first half was better than our first half since the restart. But, again, that's not saying much, is it? Um, and as soon as Troy Ray as soon as he went down holding his shoulder, you think, well, that's him gone for the game. And it pretty much was because yeah. he was, I mean, he whipped in two or three decent balls. But they weren't at the standard of what he's delivered against West Ham, um, for instance. So, it was better than it has been. But still, you never felt like we were going to score. And the, the whole on it's dropped to Ruben Neves. We know what's going to happen. It's going to go over the bar. He's, <laughs> he, scoring from distance is almost oh, the off chance now rather than the norm in the uh, amount I'm of games gonna... he's played for us. It's going to be... It's starting to piss me off a bit because you can, it's so predictable when we went from being so fluid to start with, and at times we're devastating, but at times like this, in the, in Nuno Dips, which I'm afraid to call, um, call it as, we're just so predictable. And, and they said it in commentary. It was so easy just to, to nullify us by locking off Johnny and Doherty. If Cody can't release the ball or Nevis or Matino can't get the ball wide, we don't go through the middle because them two are holding midfielders. So you're you calling then your striker's pulling deep, but then who's up top? It's just, we we never have had a plan B and we has got us so far. But to make that next step up, I think this and Arsenal, especially on Saturday, kind of affirm that, yeah, we're way, way off the Champions League. And we I'm quite thankful that that silly dream's now over and we can st- talk about reality again. But yeah, the first half was better. <laughs> Jordan,
0: what did, you, what did you think in terms of the the first half? And I think, picking up on, on Stu as well, did you think Trey Traore, would you think it was his, his shoulder which affected his game? Or also, do you think to, to that point, tactically, he didn't have a lot of room, did he? he? He didn't have too much freedom. I know second half, he came inside a little bit, had a little bit more joy. And we'll talk about maybe the substitution in a little while. But, what were your thoughts on on the first half generally?
1: I thought <clears throat> it's probably our best first half post lockdown, and that's mad to say because I mean we went in nil nil and we weren't exactly fantastic. But you felt like there was a we had a bit of impetus going our way. Um, Troy Allray, I thought you know I, I thought he was really poor tonight um, overall. Like we, we've expected to see much better than that off him. But again, you know he's played with a dislocated shoulder, so. It ain't his fault, really. We should have the ability to be able to. If someone's dislocated the shoulder, it should be going to A&E and getting it put back in its socket, not running around for another sixty minutes. Like, but Nuno don't want to make a sub, does he? It must be like I reckon we must be struggling financially with all these appearance fees. I reckon that's what it is.
0: <laughs> Something's gone.
1: <But> <clears throat> there's no excuse for me, and like, you know what? I'm, I'm not, I can't say I'm sick of it, but. Ultimately, people have got to be accountable for when they do good things and when you do bad things. That's just life. And Nuno, the last two games, has got it horribly wrong for me. Horribly wrong. And it doesn't—it doesn't change anything. Still think, you know, still love him for everything he's done, but he's got us into a position pre-Arsenal where Champions League was a real possibility. We're arguably probably well, well, with the informed team and probably a lot of people fancy us to nudge at least one of the teams out of there. And he's got a set point and he's bottled it tonight. He bottled it Saturday. And yeah, he, like I said, he, I said it in the group as well. Like, you know, he ultimately he, he has bottled some big moments for Wolves. Um, you know, going back to the final last year as well, his subs cost us then. It's cost us against Arsenal and it's cost us against Sheffield United. And I, even I feel bad about moaning about it because I love him and, you know, every Wolves fan. He's you know, it's the best team we've ever seen. But you've got to be accountable where you you fuck up, and he's fucked up the last two games, unfortunately. And yeah, that that Champions League dreams is over now, unless we're going win the Europa League, which I do think is a possibility, especially over ninety minutes, one-legged ties. If we get past Olympiakos, because we're quite good defensively. Like you know, we we can we can take teams deep. It might suit us, but. Um, I think in the league now, that's completely gone now. And that's the most disappointing thing, really, is that we've, we've got to a position and the last two games, we haven't laced a glove on Sheffield United or Arsenal, and I just think it's not good enough, to be honest with you.
0: So, f- 15 minutes in, we've got two fucks there. <laughs> so, so, much it's a rating of the podcast.
2: <laughs> yeah, you no, wait just, just one, put it here, to I didn't come along.
0: <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, well... We're going to, to, to Nuno, and I'm interested to get Stu's thoughts as as, as well. Um, so we, we got to half-time, and I think we generally agree that actually it wasn't great, but all things considered, knowing, I guess, how confident we are with our second-half performance, that, you know, there wasn't really any concerns. I mean, the stats are, are crazy. It, you may have heard it on, on commentary, which I've stolen it from, that we get 12 uh, first-half um 12 first-half goals and 33 second-half goals in the Premier League. So it shows, you know, such a, a change in terms of, um, you know, the, the result and, and, and attacking flair. So we we're pretty even at, at half-time. Um, there's not a lot to talk about in terms of the second half. So I'll move on to Stu in a, in a moment. You're looking for a change. Um, if I'm being devil's advocate for me with a Dendonka change, I kind of got it because I thought, well... He's looking to change the formation of the, the team. He, you know, we're struggling on the flanks, the wing backs with Cody and so forth. And he's perhaps looking at extra man in midfield. What did you think to the second half, generally, Stu, And What did you think of the changes or lack thereof?
2: I thought that the change was pathetic, to be honest. <laughs> um, we'd started to press him again. Like there was fleeting bits in the first half where we actually then looked terrified when we actually ran at them. And that's what our strength is and has been for three years, which the last two weeks is suddenly just isn't anymore. Um, so, as soon as I, thought, I saw him on the bench, I thought, what the hell is he doing? He's lost it. He's lost the plot. The only, the only reason Dendonka would be coming on is if you're making a double change and you take it off Patino because he's, he's <laughs> 33, 34 years old. And you're, you're actually bringing on the invisible man for Troyore, who's got one arm. So. <laughs> But you could have took off, you could have bought on Vinagra, you could have put Vinagra on the left, you could have took Jotter off, who did, apart from running into people and winning a couple of free kicks, did fuck all again. There's the third one. Um, <laughs> he's done nothing since in the last four games, nothing. And he wasn't great before the break anyway. And it's just a case of you've got five substitutes, just use the bench. They're on the bench for a reason. You haven't got to use Oscar Burr, obviously. You haven't got to use John Ruddy. <laughs> but there's players there who haven't even got had a chance. And I think now we've got... Now he's, he has lost us that almost fabled <laughs> Champions League spot. Give these... Rotate a little bit and just give someone else a chance. Because Jota's running on empty. Jimenez just can't be replaced. So, But... That doesn't really matter. I mean, when you had the situations in the second half when Jimenez was on the ride white, yeah, uh, yeah, wide right, crossing balls in and decent balls as well, but he wasn't in the box. it was like the old bully thing situation where bully could put a decent ball in the box, but he wore it in the middle to edit in. And you just, I was just sitting there, just gobsmacked at what was happening. When it's, I think watching it on telly is a bit different because obviously. A lot of us have never experienced this before and we're always there. If we'd have been there, he would have been getting pelters for the last two games for his, de- his decisions for on subs. Because it's just not good enough, and there's there's no reason to be for him to even make that change. No, I can't see any feasible reason why he'd take why he bring it back to three, five, two when we we're actually pressing at that point in the game. And from then on, it was just downhill. And I still don't think they were gonna score, but we were never gonna get anything from then on. It was just nonsense. Yeah. I, I think. Well, I think thing, that, go on, Jordan. No, I was
1: going to say a lot. My problem with it, just to add to that, is <clears throat> Nuno, Nuno has had six transfer windows now, so he, in theory, has got to be happy and comfortable with that bench. So he can't use any excuse to say, "Oh, well, we're lacking this, we're lacking that." You've had six transfer windows at Wolves to build and mould your own team. We've got a cracking one to eleven, but the depth isn't there. My other point of that is as well. So we're chasing the game. If we lost tonight, we'd have been, carried, we'd have still been sick through the point in hand on Sheffield United. So we weren't really going to lose anything by losing. We haven't even tried to win the game. And what we've done is we've took Triore off, who's probably our most expansive player. I know he's got a dislocated shoulder. So he should have, yeah, he should have come off straight away. But he's ended up playing 70 minutes of the game, 75 minutes of the game. And you bring on the chap. Who played centre half against England in the World Cup? <laughs> <laughs> and, like I'm not being funny. You got, and again I'm not his biggest fan. You got Morgan Gibbs White there, who's meant to be a number ten. Put him on. You got Daniel Pedence there, who no one's seen anything of. He looked shit out for Olympiacos against Tottenham in the Champions League. We've not seen him. Like what? I don't get it. It's so negative, and like I don't sound like a broken record, but he's he's cost us the last two games. I'm sorry, he has.
0: No, and no, I think this is it. And I mean, yeah, we'll probably have people listening to it who, who
1: may say, "Oh, yeah, but Nuno."
0: And and but to to just to, um, reiterate what what Jordan said, and 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 it's it's there for everyone to hear. We're not, in terms of criticizing Nuno in respect of what he's done for us, but we have to speak for the here and now, ultimately, and you know. You're there as, as a football manager, to be shot sure. at, And it's cliche about being as good as your last game. And obviously the last two games haven't been good enough. I mean, the other player, which I I, I don't get, and I kind of do because he probably didn't have a great start when he's played, is Vinagra as well. You know, there was a point in, in Nuno's managerial reign where he'd bring Vinagra on, you know, maybe with 30 minutes to go. And and with the tricks that he's got, in, you know, in his lockout, why is he not getting a run out?
2: You don't even have to play him instead of Johnny because Johnny is solid. You, yeah. Venagra has played in a front three at times. I mean, he's got the skills to play there. You could, you could even play him. You could, or play him just off. He's that he's talented enough, but he hasn't had a chance. Like you said, he hasn't had a chance for the best part of eighteen months. It seems, and <laughs> we signed him up with, from for pittance considering considering the, the skill that he's got, and we've seen what he can do more than enough times. And I no no appearances whatsoever. Gibbs White had what a, a mini, the token mini. And yeah, I don't like him either, but it's something different. And to Jordan's point about him being a defensive negative manager, there's no problem in being a defensive manager if you if that's what you are and that's what you stick to and that everyone buys into that system. But when you change your own system and mess it up so badly, like he has in the last two games, then that's when you're accountable. There's no problem with systems and how teams play you stick to that, you do you do. You. but when you <coughs> mess up, you are accountable and it doesn't matter about our oh, playing Stevenage five years ago, all, all that nonsense um, yeah <laughs> we know we were only promoted last season but yeah we're in the Europa League we, we're in the Europa League last 16 we're not playing in League One anymore, we're not in the championship, you're not newly promoted anymore, <laughs> you react to where we are now and yeah I know this is going to go and people, you're going to get Albion fans and all that, that. and then 1982 nonsense down the road saying, oh, yeah, we're Nuno, sack Nuno. No, we're not going to sack Nuno. He just needs to, let's say grow up. He needs to open his eyes at what's going on because this has happened before. It happened in the championship for about four or five games where we couldn't buy a win. It happened um, last season when we went four or five games and people and it happened this season as well where people were questioning him, it seems he has these kind of Nuno blips where you get four or five games where he doesn't seem to have a clue what he's doing and then all of a sudden we've revitalised again and we're brilliant but at this stage of the season we've got four games left and can you honestly see us winning a game? Because I can't, I can't even see where the next I can see us what, Chelsea are going to maul us on current form (laughs) and then you're looking at, I know we'll go into Everton later but if we pick up three points from the next four games, I'd be amazed on current form on the last two, uh, on the last two outings because, and I think going into the Olympiakos game, I think you can kiss that goodbye. The the way it's gone, because <laughs> he doesn't seem to even come out. I mean, I, he said bravery and all this stuff, and we miss the fans, but so does everyone else. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you need to raise your game, and I know this is being on a tirade. raid and I'm not going to do this, but. It's just—it was just so predictable that this was going to happen tonight, and I've got no confidence going into Sunday whatsoever.
1: I don't think he misses the fans that much, though. Genuinely, like I know he says it, I don't think he means it because he can get away <laughs> with playing. No, but I think he can get away with playing nah. the kind of football he wants to play because there's no, there's no immediate yeah. reaction to it, and no one can affect it. Like, come on, like if it, like as said, if like three and a half thousand Wolves fans went up there this evening and saw that. It'd be it would be like hung and drawn quartered because it's just not acceptable. Honestly, it's not acceptable. And like <clears throat> again, we fans with the perspective of we were in League One five years ago. Yeah, we also had Kenny Jacket and Leon Clark. Like, we ain't there now. It's a different team, <laughs> different club. Like you've got to embrace the here and now. We had a fact we we're in a fantastic position to come in the Champions League places, albeit through Nuno's decision making and the team and how well we've played. But we've royally... I'm not going to swear again. We've royally messed it up. <laughs> I,
2: don't, I don't think it matters now. No, no, we're, but we're, all, we're,
0: no but we're all good. But you know what? <laughs> and I'm not going to do this sort of um, talk sport bollocks where I'm just going to come up with a counter-argument when it's, the, you know, you know, it's just, just set in the scene. Uh, however, to play a little bit... Of, it's not even real devil's advocate. point I'm going to try and make here is... We know Nuno can react, you know, I think, as Stu mentioned, you know, in his time so far, he's shown that he's shown that, for example, you know, when we played Huddersfield at home and you you could just see it wasn't working and, you know, he changed formation and so forth. So he has shown that and and we know he's tactically very astute. I'm not as negative as Stu is in terms of us picking up points. Absolutely, after watching that and the, the, the previous game um, and I, and I know we started well but I'm also completely aware of the opposition that we had as well Um but I do think he has got the ability to, to change things. For me tonight it was kind of like he was playing stick or twist and he didn't kind of know what to do and, and, and I think Jordan said bottled it and yeah I think that's fair because that that's how it's been borne out. He was just thinking I've got enough there to get us over the line but I think it will um, make changes, and, and you know we're obviously all hoping for that. But I have no issues, and nobody should have any issues in criticising the manager because this is what we're about, you know. Um, and we're coming off a, a, you know, two disappointing results and and performances. Um, but we'll we'll move on to um, to the Everton game um, after this. Escape your everyday with out-of-this-world action. From the gritty apocalypse of the Walking Dead universe to the cyberpunk realm of The Watch and the criminal underbelly of Gangs of London, AMC Plus is more than entertaining.
1: It's epic.
0: Feel all the chills and thrills with Shudder's halfway to Halloween month. Experience Shudder's biggest month of horror featuring a new season of Creepshow and new movie premieres every week. All available ad-free and on demand. Start your free trial today at amcplus.com. Okay, so so we've been reviewing the um, the Sheffield United game. Everton, gents. Um, I guess after that performance, Everton. I've looked at their their results. Um, they, I think they beat Norwich, didn't they, and uh, Leicester, and then they lost against Spurs one 0 So they're not in bad form. How do you view uh, Everton in terms of an opposition and? Um yeah Jordan do you want to take that up first in terms of what are your thoughts i know it's kind of strong after the game tonight but as objectively as you can what do you think uh, chances are for the everton game
1: um i haven't got any thoughts no genuinely <laughs> like i had every confidence in the world i thought you know i thought we'd get nine points out of nine genuinely i thought you know pre arsenal and um i've got no idea how it's going to go and i'm not saying that to be awkward i just no? Who knows? I don't I don't think Everton are very good, first mm. of all. Um, I, don't, I think Ancelotti's done an okay job there. They're experimenting a bit with the team. They've brought in a couple of youngsters, obviously looking at next season. And, yeah, like I said, the are okay um, as a team. I think a team on paper we should be beating. Um, but who knows? Literally, who knows? It depends what Wolf's team turns up. Um the one that's turned up in the last two games, Everton beat every day of the week.
0: Stu, what about yourself.
2: Uh, <laughs> um what you said in the uh, before the break about me saying um about picking up points. I was just I was just saying about picking up points because of how New Noblesse seem to happen that it takes four or five games to kind of reset itself and we're just running out of games that's just my thinking behind it I mean we, we could I watched Everton against Spurs the other night and they were absolute dirge it was, it was dreadful it was a dreadful, dreadful game and it, I know Mourinho stinks the place out at the best of times but Everton were just they were a joke but saying that they were solid and like he said about Ancelotti he's coming and he's Solidified him and he's done what he's done. I mean, if they they got a game of hand on us at the minute, at the time of recording, if they win that and beat us, they're only two points behind us. <laughs> that saves it all. And it, they, they've been kind of dire all season long. But like said, I just said, I said earlier, I can't see where the next point's going to, the next win's going to come from, even against Pickford and his dinosaur arms and all the, the kind <laughs> of, the, the kind of, <laughs> The kind of usual Everton, Everton banter nonsense that you get with them, and it's just it's just how so hard to even think that far ahead. You know, it's only suddenly it's only four or five days away, but at, at this moment in time, I'd say nil nil again, just because I can't see any change unless he's going to be radical and and suddenly play three five two with. Material and Neves holding with a with a p- or Gibbs White as a ten, something that's the only thing he hasn't tried yet. If he does something like that just to mix it up a bit. But on current form, I can see another board drawing me watching Hamilton again after after about sixty minutes. What about
0: in terms of perhaps not what you expect or what what would you like to see in terms of Team selection. You mentioned, you know, you feel that that first eleven was is arguably the best eleven. Would you still go with that, or would you would you be looking for a change, or is it more about his in game changes you would want to see for the for the Everton
2: game? I think I'd go with. I just Jota just doesn't do anything. I don't know how to say he gets us up the pitch, but there's there's only getting you up the pitch and falling out. You know, Grealish does that and he's in the, the second bottom of the league. And there's no point in doing that. We're not in that position anymore. Just give someone else. I mean, we don't know about Neto yet. How long he's going to be out for? But we've got the players there. I mean, you can always bring Jota on. Just just start Prudence. Just give him a, give him a chance. If if he's not very good, then fine. We just give him a chance. I mean, it might be forced on him because. But let me say, if Troy or a is out with his shoulder again, I can quite easily see us going three five two and just eliminating that animulating that problem. And then Podensi's still gonna play. I just don't want, I just don't want Jota to start. I just give one someone else there and not Troy already. Just roll, someone else, not Jota. I don't care who it is. We just need to change it. For, just just give someone something fresh. It's like I'm almost lost for words, how bad he is at the minute. And it, it, Nuno doesn't seem to see. And we have got options. So I me mean, personally, that's what I, I that's what I do. I don't if it's 342 or 3343, three, three, whichever, just put to start someone else with Raul other than Jota.
0: Jordan, if I could come to yourself then in terms of selection, um, do you think he'll change and would would you change the side?
1: Um, there's no way he's changing. Um, I would change it, but I don't necessarily know who for. Like, I mean, Pedent's... I was quite excited when he came in. Like, like, I say, I watched him against Tottenham for Olympiakos, and he was he was cracking. And even when he came on against Ed Old Trafford for that half hour, he looked good. And he's had snippets, but like, all of a sudden, he don't trust him. It's almost like he's got like Nuno's nudes or something. Like, you just don't want to play him, does he? <laughs> um, <laughs> but-
2: right, I'm gonna,
1: I'm gonna write that one down. I think. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know what he's got to do, and Matuidi's just. His legs have, and they haven't gone, but he's just 34 years old and played 51 games. Like, I would go 3 4 3 again, and I would play, I'd put Dendonka aside, Nevers, I think. But again, I don't think he's going to do that. I think he'll play 3 5 2, and Troy Orray will be on the bench, and we'll see it being 0 0 at half time again, most likely. Um, but there's a few of them, though, to be honest with you, especially after the last two games. Like, Willie Bolly, like, we haven't even mentioned Willie Bolly yet. Like,
0: no, I'm glad he, you have go for it, mate. Yeah,
1: he is the person who you can't say a bad word about because he's that good. But honest to god, these last two games, I put it in the group and I wasn't joking. Like, I've seen Neil Collins play better than him. Like, today, like, there's a point in the second half, Billy Sharp, the start of the second half, nicked the ball mm. around him and left him for dead. I'm like, Billy Sharp, you want quick 10 hits, <laughs> And like Bollie's looking around, like and like the first half, the ball like don't don't wrong. I accept players can have bad games, and um, he's fantastic, the best centre half we've had since Lescott. Scott. But the last two games have been shite. And let's let's not like beat around the bush. It's in shite. It's,
2: all, it's almost like he, he he needs to go back to the left hand side because he, he he looks lost in in the space of him coming out and and bantering Arsenal on that video. He looks completely lost in the last two games. Like he's never played there in his life, and but then you got the same old problem: who plays on the on the other side of defence? You can't play say you can't play Kilman there. Bennett's not here, so you're kind of stuck with it. It's just a it's just a, another when our when our star players so to speak don't feature and don't perform, we are completely screwed because we are. Which you can say about anyone, you can say about any team really, but. I think, especially for us. I mean, I, I thought Martino actually had a decent game tonight um, overall. Yeah, but again, but he, from because of the job that him and Neves do, there's no, they're not told to go forward. either they're not designed to go forward. And we haven't got that in the in the team. And maybe it's time that we we kind of mix it up and have someone like that in there.
0: I do think, for me, I mean, that the thing with Bali is like. We've
2: seen it now and again
0: where his concentration isn't always on. And, and I think Cody famously came out in an interview and said, sometimes you have to keep checking in with Bolly because he's that sort of laid-back character where sometimes things are too easy for him. And because he's that good at times, he can kind of drop... Oh, I can say bollock because we've said the worst already. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he'll get himself out of it. But it's just been so careful. At least hasn't he really, the last last few games. And it's just been so frustrating. But i with you. I think Matinho had a much improved performance. I guess which puts me on the subject. You don't have to name one if you don't want to. But not, not man of the match, but who wasn't as shit as the others. I don't know. What what would you say in terms of,
2: yeah, have if, if you got a man of the match, gents, at all from, from this one? I'd probably go with Johnny. Like I said earlier, I thought he did nothing wrong. I thought he, he, I mean, he was he was absolutely massively exposed over and over again at left back with the uh, with their overlapping fullbacks overlapping centre back sting. but again that wasn't his fault. And you're looking at players who weren't terrible <laughs> rather than who were good. Um, and I thought at least he at least he looked like he was bothered and at least he was trying. Uh, I mean he was popping up in he was popping up in the middle of in central midfield at times in the second half. What, what's going on? But, uh, if you got your your left wing back in central midfield because he's getting he's been starved of the ball and at least he wants it, at least he's showing for it. you know, Doherty and I mean obviously we can't talk about Troy because he was he was one armed. Um but Doherty, Bolly, Cody again, careless with distribution-wise, Sais was just Sais. Um I'd probably, I'd probably go for Johnny on default of being a, a steady six and a half. But that's that's saying something.
0: Jordan, what what about yourself? Um, is there a man of the match out there that you could call on that one today?
1: We're giving him a point of calling.
0: Half. half. Yeah, one that's been drunk and, <laughs> and left left at the side of the bar for a while. Uh,
1: I won't give any of them. I'd give my a to Joel Figueroa. because I love the bloke. I want to know what he's about. He's very mysterious on that bench. <laughs> he's, he's got the goggles. He's got the face mask. I want to know. I want to know more about him. So I'd have a call in with him. The rest of them, as Roy Keane famously said about David De Gea and Harry Maguire, <laughs> they can all walk home. They won't get off the coach for me. They won't get on the coach. It,
0: He's a character. I was just, just thinking back to your point about Nuno's nudes. So, But I don't know if it's the reverse, really, with Pedence. Maybe Pedence has sent something in his WhatsApp group or he's been too quick to send a message out and he's inadvertently been inter- intercepted by Nuno. Or yeah. The, uh, yeah. the, the, the conspiracy theorists will be out, though, because it's kind of like, just use him.
1: Yeah, I it's reckon exact- he, <sighs> he could have face-swapped Nuno, couldn't he, with someone that he shouldn't have. Like. <laughs> He like, one of Nuno's arch-nemesis. Who could be anyone? Could be absolutely <laughs> anyone. But Marnie. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe Pedence was videoing Warnock cycling around Middlesbrough. <laughs> <laughs> who knows?
0: But no, I mean, like you say, there's, I think there's, there's, there's been support performances there. Um, we'll hopefully see, you know, a, a change in, in fortunes in terms of performances. And, and result uh, when we're back on with a podcast which will be um, post post Everton so um, yeah from all of us thank you for the you know we could probably go on all night but I, I don't know in terms of what the cut off point is we but I think what's great about these positives we're recording these literally you know an hour or so after the game so you're getting sort of the raw emotion and how we how we feel about it so if you're enjoying what we do Please leave us um, a five-star review. We really do appreciate your support, um, gents. Anything else to add?
2: Can we just talk a bit nonsense on Twitter corner just to. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't think we've got any Twitter corner um, tonight, unfortunately, because uh, the, the, it's coming sort of fast and furious in terms of uh, the pods. But um, if you've got any questions, should we not have as good as resort again, on, You know, let's hope not for the next game, then you can email us direct um, or you can obviously get in touch with us, as Stu says, on Twitter and, and we'll answer any questions that you have um, as well um, going forward. Um, Stu as well you've recently launched um, another podcast as well whilst you're on um, Cage Fighting Um, I guess the latest episode of that's out and how do people find that if they want sort of a distraction and a a different podcast to listen to
2: yeah if you want if you want to listen to uh, me Matt and Andy talk about Nicolas Cage films and um, films in general it's Cage Fighting Pod on Twitter you'll find us on there and all links to podcasts I think there's four out so far I mean the, the last one that came out this week. We talked about uh, the Rock and I'm trying to think now. I know that we're recording one on Friday, so look um, okay out for that one. For the, the Rock and Conair was the one that's out now. Um, but next week, if you want to, if you want to send a, a, um, a question in to us, to uh, anything you want on film and that kind of thing, Cage 14 Pod on Twitter. Bro, well. Tonight wasn't a box office success,
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and 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 the the critics are definitely out. I think, and, and but you know, within within reason, um, from what we've seen. But um, let's hope next time we're we're, we're chatting, uh, we're perhaps chatting, um, and things have been reversed, and uh, and we're back to winning ways. But from me, Jordan, and Stu, uh, thanks for listening, and see you soon.